Welcome to Studio Wednesday's Recap Diaries. My name is Katie, and today I'm recapping a story called Antoine's Hand, a modern French fantasy. This is Andrea's story, but I'll call her Andy. This story is all about Andy, her pursuit of wanderlust, and the idea that one day her high school French lessons would help her chances at being like the main character of a period romance fucking her French lover in the countryside under the spring showers while the lavender fields bloom in the background. This story is about Andy, and the fleeting moment this far-off fantasy had any chance of being caught in the palm of her hand and becoming reality. This story is about Andy's realization that French men, in fact, are better off in the movies and fantasies, and that one French man in particular was willing to catch anything but feelings in his hands. Let's start at a nightclub in New York City. Andy was out celebrating her new job with her best friend. It was one of those nights where nothing could go wrong. Just two friends having fun with each other, no thought of men or getting laid. And in three, two, one, cue two men walking over to approach them. These two men, though, the ladies were okay with crashing their girls' night since they were French. Antoine and Andy spent the night dancing, drinking, and flirting his thick French accent leaving the taste of romance on Andy's lips. Antoine and his friends were traveling through the U.S. for the summer before heading back to their real lives in Paris. And this was their last stop. N-Y-C. Before the night ends, Antoine asks Andy for her number, and her Instagram, and her Facebook, and Snapchat. Knowing she may never see this man again, something about this request comes off as a little less creepy and a little more romantic. And for the next six months, Andy and Antoine would do this back-and-forth social media dance, liking each other's pictures, reacting to stories, doing a lot of messaging through Snapchat. She would marvel at the videos of his family's estate in the French countryside, and he would always make sure to react to the pictures where she showed just enough skin to make him remember that night in the club. One day, Andy's job gave her an opportunity to move to London, and before she knew it, she was on that plane. Two large suitcases stowed away, dreaming about what new adventures awaited her. As she settles into her new life, she lets Antoine know that she is now on his side of the world. Not wasting much time, he invites her to Paris for a weekend, to stay with him for a few days. And again, before she knows it, she was on the train. Arriving at the station on a Friday evening, Andy suddenly realizes that her stress is trumping her level of French, and the signs, in fact, were a little bit harder to read than she thought. Antoine, what a gentleman, messages her directions to find the metro and lets her know what stop to get off at. As she maneuvers her way across the city, she finally makes it to the west side of Paris. As she walks up the steps from the metro, she is greeted by the bustling city and her potential French lover, pulling her in to say hello with two kisses, one on each cheek. On the walk to his apartment, they pick up a baguette, and Andy can't help but think, I have made it. They finally get to Antoine's apartment, and it is un petit living quartet. A small burner to make food, a sink that can maybe fit two glasses, a nice little table with two chairs, and a single bed. But okay, this is fine, this is fine, this is Paris. Andy thinks, hey, I've made it through college, I can navigate a tiny bed with two people, right? After they eat dinner, they go for a walk and find a bench to sit on to watch the lights of the Eiffel Tower sparkle, and Antoine does his best to make conversation in his broken English. That evening, they go to bed, and nothing happens. 
At first, when Andy told me this, I was shocked. And then she reminded me that it had been months, maybe even a year, since they had met at a random nightclub and only messaged each other occasionally since then. So yeah, they did need a minute to settle in and figure this thing out. But also, after rehashing the details, Andy blatantly said, Well, I was young and stupid. This man could have murdered me. And there I was, trying to soak up the Parisian moonlight. I mean, we don't blame you, Andy. I would have done it too. The next morning, they wake up and walk around Paris, Antoine showing Andy around the city, and for lunch, or maybe dinner, Andy enjoys the best crepe of her life, as she described. Spinach and feta. Mmm, a taste she will never forget. As the day turns to night, Antoine starts messaging his friends to try to find something fun for them to do. In every message, he has a disclaimer that he's with an American, and they will, unfortunately, have to speak English. Most of his friends take a hard pass on that, but one group of friends invites Antoine and Andy over for a house party. A chic apartment full of young French men and women whose clothes fit them perfectly, drinking wine, looking out the window with the two glass doors that open towards the scene of Paris and French rooftops. Andy was living her dream. Needing to use a restroom, Andy waits in line and makes a friend with a French woman who knows zero English. But they laugh and talk with their hands, proving that drunk women everywhere are meant to make friends in the bathroom, regardless of language boundaries or cultural differences. As they drank, Andy and Antoine got closer and the awkwardness fell. Once they had decided that they had just enough to drink and the flirtation was getting heavy enough, they went back to Antoine's to, you know, see where this ooh-la-la would take them, which quickly fell flat to an ooh-meh-meh. In Andy's words, French men have small dicks, and then he refused to wear a condom because he said it wouldn't fit. So even the French picked up that little line, huh? Hmm, interesting. So they have, uh, not good sex. I asked Andy if either of them ended up coming, which sparked a core memory that had been tucked far, far away. As Antoine orgasmed, he pulled out, cupped his hand, and ejaculated into it holding the semen as if he were holding water for a dog to drink. He carefully walked to the bathroom and washed up. I asked Andy if she asked him why he did that, and she said, well, I, I was in Paris. I don't know. I, I guess I thought, is this normal? I was just in shock. I don't know. After the come in hand situation, they go to sleep. The next day is Andy's last day, and they go around the city one last time. Before she has to catch her train, Antoine makes a nice lunch, which Andy recalls being half onion and half whatever other ingredients there were. Wanting to pick back up their romance, Andy brushes her teeth to remove that onion smell, but Antoine was not having it. Go away, you smell of onion. Good French accent, don't you guys think? Leaving with a bit more than a bitter taste in her mouth as she sprinted across the city to make her train on time and go back to her life in London. But the story does not end there, folks. Not giving up on her dream, Andy and Antoine stay in contact and even make a plan for him to come visit her. On the day that he is supposed to arrive, he messages that he has a last-minute hockey game that he needs to play in. All right, so the weekend was canceled. But again, although she's a bit irritated, they stay in contact. And one day, he randomly asks for help on his cover letter, which has to be in English. And he reveals that he's applying for jobs in London. And with Andy's help on the cover letter, he got the job. Weeks later, Antoine is in London, and his new company has put him up in a hotel as he searches for housing. 
So why not invite Andy over? This time, no onion in sight. As Andy is on the tube heading to Antoine's hotel, he messages her suddenly that he fell asleep and just woke up and asks her to reschedule. So Andy gets off, walks across to the other platform, and heads back home. Yet again, Andy decides to shrug it off. A few weeks later, Antoine has been put up in a house with a colleague from work, a bit outside of London. And it must have been a Friday or a Saturday because they were both messaging late in the evening. And as Andy recalls, it must have been that they were both heading home from a night out. He invites Andy over and she treks all the way to his house. Having just moved in, there was no furniture except for a mattress on the floor. Again, reminding her of college days. But just drunk enough, Andy goes for it. And hey, they have sex one more time. Unfortunately, not any better than the last time. And ending with Antoine's hand full of cum. Andy starts to realize that perhaps it is the moment to call time of death on this French romance. The next morning, she kisses him goodbye, and that was the last time they ever talked. She would see him occasionally out of the corner of her eye, and she mentioned to me that he ended up moving back to France after all that. Andy went on to make a life for herself in her new city, her new home, navigating a new culture, a new career, and a new dating life. Andy realized that maybe that period romance was better left in novels and movies. And when she found a great love, it would be mutual, respectful, realistic, and most of all, they would come together, hands full with each other's bare skin and deep breaths. This has been Studio Wednesday's Recap Diaries. Thank you for listening to Andy's story today, Antoine's Hand, a modern French fantasy. And a big thank you to Andy for sharing that with me and allowing me to tell it. All right, season three, three episodes in, and still more to come. Every Wednesday, there will be a new diary out, a new real-life story recapped. Make sure that you subscribe to get notified when new episodes air, and it would really, really help me if you would rate and leave a comment. If you want to learn more about Studio Wednesday, check out studio-wednesday.com, and you can follow along on social media at Recap Diaries. I often post 30-second recaps of, like, movies and TV shows and really stupid bloopers. I look like an idiot. All right. That's all for now. Chat soon. XOXO, Katie.